everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today, as we continue our summer series, Stories from Camp, we're going to be talking about the pranks and adventures that only happen at camp. So those of you who have ever worked at summer camp or gone to summer camp, you're kind of going to have an idea of what I'm talking about. But if you've never experienced it, then I hope you can just try to like live vicariously through these stories. Summer camp does something to you. It is a completely different environment and experience. It's, it's this its own little atmosphere when you're there. And it is wild and crazy and wonderful. I noticed it right away my first summer there because there's this part of summer camp where they want you to be like wild and weird and crazy as counselors. They really just encourage like the wacky, there's costumes, there's these skits, there's like loud singing in the dining hall. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happens that really only ever really happens at camp. It doesn't really happen in real life. No one stands on tables and sings in real life. But there's all kinds of just crazy stuff that consistently happens at summer camp. And it kind of pulls this part out of you that maybe you didn't even know it exists. There's this like crazy part of you with no inhibitions. And you're able to just be this free self. Years later, as we worked at summer camp, um, after we were married and had kids and everything, I remember there was a kid that came to work that summer and he came to staff training and I was like, oh boy, I just don't know if this is really going to work or not. Like he just was really just introverted and kind of like um, just smaller and really quiet and just shy and kind of awkward. And I was like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, is he really going to be able to do this? But summer camp did it to him. And it pulled out this confidence and this craziness. And he was one of the best counselors that I think I ever saw. And he ended up coming back for years. Summer camp became part of his identity. And he just grew and he flourished there. And that's exactly what happened to me at summer camp. Those first couple of years, I was able to just be this person that I had never been able to be before. I was able to just be free and and wild and fun and crazy And it was a beautiful thing. I think it was a huge part of my healing from growing up in the cult and being suppressed and, you know, pushed down and told to be quiet and gentle and submissive and all that kind of stuff. When you are at camp, um, there's this realness that happens because you're not wearing makeup. Like half the time your hair isn't done. It's just pulled into a ponytail or a braid or the boys like haven't showered in days and, you know, everyone stinks and you're dirty and you're sunburned and you see real people. And you have this freedom to be a real you because this is just who we are. And so we get to just deal with each other and accept each other and give each other grace and love one another. You get to see people when they're angry and when they're exhausted and when they're tired and when they're frustrated and when they're super happy. I mean, you get to see them in their real element. And there's this bonding that happens because of that. The environment of camp can be really good or really bad, kind of depending on your experience, because it's almost like being under a microscope and inside of a pressure cooker at the same time. Like the relationships that you build at camp, they happen quick. 
just because you're with each other 24-7. And so it's just this, it's just a unique experience. It's a unique environment. And if you've never been there, then it's hard to explain. But if you're listening and you have been there, then you know. Like, you know exactly what it is. And I feel like camp um, did not, like, I, it's been years since I've been to camp. And yet, it's hard to get camp out of this girl. I mean, I love camp. And I still wear chacos. And I still love just running around in just jean shorts and a t-shirt and not really caring what I look like. Like, it's, there's this part of me that's just still a camp person at heart. And I, I love it. I love how real, how real it is. So we're going to talk today about some of these pranks and adventures and craziness that only happens at camp because of this environment that you experience, because of this encouragement to be a wild and crazy version of yourself, to be above and beyond, to be out there, to be loud and wild and fun with these kids. And so things happen. <laughs> and you know that saying where it's like, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Like, it's kind of like that. Like, whatever happens at camp stays at summer camp. I mean, there's just stuff except for it doesn't because it's funny stories and great stuff happens. So one of the things I noticed right away that first summer was these skits that we were required to do. And we did skits every afternoon at mail call. So we'd pull all the campers together and we'd do a couple of goofy skits and then we'd pass out mail and packages and stuff like that. And... <laughs> These skits, I mean, they're over the top. They're wild. They're crazy. It's funny. You're wearing ridiculous costumes. You're being ridiculous. And there's no room to be like calm and trying to not be weird and wild. Like you just got to throw it all out there. And because everyone else is, so do you. And the kids are laughing. They think it's hilarious. So the more over the top you are, the better it is. And so right away, I was like, wow, this is a this is unique. This is fun. I can do this. And it just pulled this part of me out that I don't think had really ever been in public. <laughs> Maybe with my own family, I was able to be that crazy and wild. But here I was in public doing these crazy skits that it was so much fun. There were these competitions we would have at night with the older campers, like the upper L campers, their counselors would have these ultimate cabin leader competition. And so every night, the cabin leaders would battle it out with these ridiculous competitions, trying to see who would be the ultimate cabin leader for the week. And at the end of the week, you'd get this ridiculous crown, and you were like the ultimate cabin leader, and your kids were going crazy. They were so excited for you. But I'm I'm talking like crazy competitions. Like, have you ever put a nylon stocking over top of your head and then tried to eat a banana through the stocking? Yeah. Or how about stuck your head in a bowl full of pudding trying to get the gummy worms out? Or my all-time favorite one, because it literally made paper mache on your face, was where we first had to bob for apples, so now you're soaking wet, and then stick your head in a bowl of flour trying to find the lifesavers. <sighs> it's amazing nobody died. I didn't die. I mean, like, it's just, <laughs> I have this memory of my eyelashes, like, sticking together because the flour and the water had made paper mache, and I, like, couldn't get my eyes open. But it was so much fun, and it was crazy, and it was wild. And when you're living outside like that all summer, I mean, you're barely indoors. You, if you can count your cabin as indoors or the dining hall as indoors, you know, it's, it's like limited indoor time. So for the most part, you're walking around on the ground in the sun, experiencing the elements. And that does something to you. That just does something to you, too. I think it's just a beautiful thing. So <laughs> that first summer that I was there, I remember we did this at one of my cabins. We pulled this prank and it was 
one of the most glorious pranks I've ever pulled. And to the point where I was like, I mean, it's still a favorite story to tell. So at this camp that I was at, there were actually two camps. There was a small kids camp. I think it went through like fifth grade. Then there was a junior high high school camp up in the woods. And the normal kids camp had cabins with electricity and a toilet and a sink in each one. But up in the woods, they just had these things called tabits, which are basically like a shelter <laughs> with screen sides and a door and a floor. But it just has no electricity and like the wind could kind of blow through. They had curtains for privacy, but it was very, very rustic. And I was mostly down on Oasis, which was the, the kids camp. I had spent one week up in Bridge, which is the, the high school junior high camp. So the one week that we did this prank, um, there was a cabin full of boys. It was actually fifth graders, but they were living up on Ridge because of the overflow. And my cabin of girls down on Oasis had made friends with them. And I was friends with their counselor. And they kept going on and on about how they were hearing this horrible screaming noise in the woods at night. And how their camp leader had told them it was the Hooji Wooji, which was basically like this camp's version of Sasquatch or uh, Bigfoot or something like that. There was this, you know, legend about the Hooji Wooji that was up on this ridge camp up in the woods. And so um, they had this idea they were going to catch the Hooji Wooji. And so during craft time, they had come up with these spears, they made out of sticks and like tape and they had swords and they made bows and arrows with sticks. I mean, it was very elaborate. Their counselor was very good at just helping them to keep this thing going. And so they said, we're going to go catch the hoochie-woochie on Friday night. It's the last night of camp. We're going to go catch the hoochie-woochie. Our counselor said we can, and we're going to go get it. And my girls turned and looked at me and they were like, oh, Christy, can we please be the hoochie-woochie? And I was like, oh, that would be fun. So I talked to their cabin leader, their counselor, and he said that was a great idea. And so we planned it, him and I where the girls were going to be, how he's going to slowly like guide his boys towards our girl, my girls. And, and we did. And it was amazing. I mean, like we had a flashlight with red tissue paper over it that we kind of blinked for the red glowing eyes. And I had this girl who was screaming this horrid scream <laughs> and, and those boys, like they were coming and I was a little afraid we were going to get like tacked with sticks and um, bow and arrows and stuff like that, because I was like, Oh, this could be dangerous. But I thought it'll be okay. It'll be okay. So but they, they came to us, they came closer and closer. And just as they had gotten kind of to the edge of the woods we were at, we jumped out and screamed and yelled and they freaked out and they were like, ah! and it was like amazing when they stopped yelling and screaming. And then they were mad at us for a while because they were so scared. But when they finally calmed down, like we were all laughing and carrying on. And both of our cabins went up to where the fire had been earlier that night. And we poked it they got the coals going again, added some wood, and we just sat there at his cabin and my cabin and talked and just it was so much fun. It was such a great time. And that's the kind of stuff that happens at camp and basically nowhere else. And I love it. I love it so much. And those are the things that I remember so clearly. And those are the experiences I had never really had. I mean, just understanding before, like I said, relationships with boys understanding how to just be around these normal kids and how to just kind of grow and learn and that everything wasn't right and wrong and black and white. That There was these things that could just be fun and great and didn't matter if it was like, is it the right thing to do to keep my kids up this late at night or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like we're figuring it out. We're having fun and, and we're having a great time and it's good. The things that I loved the most about those summers at camp was that I just had this ability to be myself and to kind of discover myself figure out who myself really even was because I feel like growing up in 
you know, my Christian cult, it was like, this is who you are. And it was a lot of like, this is not acceptable. Like you, who you are is not acceptable. So we're going to change you or you're going to just push that down and pretend that that part of you doesn't exist. And so I was discovering who I am. What do I love? What are the things that I, that I'm good at? What are the things that I, that I really find joy in? What are the things that maybe I'm not so good at? And so camp allowed me to have those times to just really discover myself. It freed me to be wild and loud and fun and crazy in a way that I really had never had the opportunity to do before. And I got to try new things. I got to discover how to be stretched, how to maybe be out of my comfort zone a little bit and just really just okay, I can this I can do this. This is going to be all right. And I'm so grateful. As I've said each each episode this summer, just so grateful for those summers where I was able to have these experiences, where I was able to develop and grow in this safe environment. Next week we're going to talk about relationships. Relationships in my summers at camp were so key to my growth and my development. And so I just want to share a few of those relationships with you guys, and it might stretch into two weeks, depending on how long it goes, but I think you'll enjoy it. Wonderful people, beautiful people that God brought into my life that helped me to grow and to develop and to just become the person that I am today. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. You always know where to find me on my Instagram, Facebook, website, all that good places. I'd love to hear from you. Email me. Let me know what you think. All right. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.